The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Well, long-haul flights are back on the agenda, and in fact, I've seen some incredible bargains for flights if you're prepared to go and risk being involved in the pandemic, which seems to be having another wave up there in the Northern Hemisphere. I saw one airline offering flights to Berlin as cheap as about 650 Australian dollars return, but I'm assuming for that price, it's going to be one, economy class, and two, you'll be in a very tight uh, airline seat, and the seat pitch and legroom is probably not going to be great. So on the line, we have Melanie McAuliffe, who is a physiotherapist, to talk about some of the challenges with long-haul flights and how to overcome those potential risks because I think a lot of people are out of practice when it comes to long-haul flights. Melanie, thanks for being on the program this morning. Thank you, Mitchell. How are you? Good, thank you. Well, a lot of people are looking forward to these long-haul flights back over to all sorts of destinations like Europe and, as I said, one airline, $650, but that would be the, the cheap end and probably not very much seat width and seat pitch. So you get off the plane and there's all sorts of potential concerns about your health. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the seat position, the seat pitch and the seat width actually makes a significant difference on the aches and pains that people get off the plane with. And these flights are getting longer. Like I see that there's the Qantas one. I know there's a, a, or there used to be a Qantas flight from Perth direct to London. Now it's Darwin direct to London. So you're sitting in an aeroplane seat in theory for about 18 hours. That's a long time. It is a long time and, you know, even a couple of hours and certainly four hours or more can bring a lot of problems with it. So explain what the big concerns are. I know a lot of people talk about DVT, uh, deep vein thrombosis. Is that the main concern with long-haul flying? Well, we'll address that because I think it's the one that gives people a lot of fear. And, you know, given that it's got a lot of airplay this year for other different reasons, I think we should just talk about it. I mean, the interesting thing about it is the incidence of it actually occurring are not as high as what people think. Um, I mean, there's been two massive studies that have been done, like in the early 2000s, which they were finding that was only um, out of 9,000, almost 10,000 pilots, they found that there was like only 27 cases and another 9,000. There was only like, it's basically in, in the order of about one every four and a half to five. 5,000 people. And that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a hospitalisation case either. But with the DVT, the deep vein thrombosis, which is basically a blood clot, um, it, that gets affected really by um, being caught up in cramped spaces, not moving around. And because of the air pressure being lower in a plane, um, that, like the, the pressurised cabin, what happens is your blood gets a little bit more sticky and that gets you in a position where you can actually um, form a clot in one of your deep veins, and that's where the deep vein thrombosis name comes from. And it seems to be more of an issue. I think you mentioned the study was of pilots, but uh, I know for a fact they have a lot more leg room than what the passengers in economy oh, class do. And so does first class. Yes. <laughs> um, and, of course, leg room is really related also to your height. And one of the more interesting things about it is it's not necessarily the longer you are, the more cramped you are. There is some evidence that's come out in the study that even the shorter people, if you can't have your legs supported, it actually can put more pressure on the back of your thighs, which also can give you a deep vein thrombosis. I see. I think a number of airlines, they're putting in foot rests and uh, nets under the seat in front of you to support your legs. Does that help at all? 
It can, and it once again, it's related to height. But unfortunately, what happens when you've got to put your bags under the seat in front? Mm. You know, then you move the leg um, rest away. But you can put your feet in a bag, of course. Now, another concern is the aeroplane ear when the pressure changes. Is that a big issue and does that cause long-term concerns? Oh, I think we're so used to hearing those poor babies and young children cry. And one of the reasons why isn't that they're necessarily just having a bad day, but because it's that the younger you are, especially in the the babies, um, it's very, very hard to equalise. So what actually happens is is you've got a cabin pressure at one level and inside your ear you've got another um, level. And what happens is if you're not able to equalise, so basically make the pressure the same inside your ear as in the outside, side of your ear, that can actually bend your eardrum and that can give you really significant pain. It can be for the entire flight and it can even exist after the flight. Yeah, that's very concerning. Another one I see is neck pain because yeah, you're sitting upright in these seats. And I know some airlines have very good um, seat headrests and supports, but others perhaps don't depending on which end of the cost spectrum you're on. It is, but at the same time, you've got to be gifted with height and mm. at the right height. They're normally looking at people um, around sort of the 5'9", the 5'10 height. So if you're a little shorty like me, um, that headrest is really pushing your head forward um, and that actually makes the condition worse. And once again, if you're taller than that, don't forget that you are cramped. Half the time you're sitting next to a stranger who you absolutely mm. don't want to be cuddling up to. Mm. So you're keeping yourself in rather an awkward position and of course long-haul flights um you know the television's disappearing now it's all about having your own device to look at and people are generally doing the turtle position with their neck and focusing down and you know the average movie etc like that is a couple of hours and that's not to forget the time that you're not off to sleep and once again you're cramped up in a really weird position but one thing that I think is worth everyone noticing is um, don't necessarily be fooled into uh, one of those travel pillows you know the half donuts yes because it's not a one-size-fit-all type of option and for a lot of people it's overstuffed, it's too thick and once again it sticks your head forward so that in itself can actually give you neck pain. But one little trick that you can use with that for a lot of people, if you put it on back to front so that the uh, thick part is actually underneath your chin, you find that you're not nodding your head forward as much. It actually puts you in rather a good position and it can protect you from actually having neck pain, particularly if you're using your devices. Now, what is jet belly? (laughs) Well... You know, the smells that come down through the cabin are not necessarily from from the food that's about to be delivered. And I think we're all, anyone who's done, been on an aeroplane are, are used to that. It's sort of like um, flying flatulence. Um, what actually happens with your stomach is and your bowel is what, when you go up um, and they... in. in when you go up, what actually happens is the air actually expands when the because pre- the cabin pressure is actually less than what you would normally have down on the ground. So any gas that you have inside your bowel or stomach, which is a normal, normal process, actually will expand. But of course, it wants to get out. Um, and so what we can get is you can get cramps, you get bloating, you get 
uh, flatulence, you get all these other sort of problems that go on, but it won't necessarily. Some people try to equalize it to the pressure that's actually happening in the cavern, but you can get in all sorts of problems. And, and that also includes constipation. A lot of people, you've got this urge to go when you're actually up flying, but you can't. And that can even last a couple of days. So the jet belly is real and it affects the majority of us when we're flying. And uh, last of all, shoulder pain. And that seems to come from I think people just travel with much too many things. You know, I try and travel as light as possible, but some people have these massive bags that they're lugging around or putting up into the overhead locker, and that seems to cause a lot of grief. It causes a lot of grief. And the big bags that you drag behind you, look, there's a lot of value in actually spending that little bit more and getting those spinner wheels that work as like a a 360-degree turn so you can actually push your bag rather than drag it. Yeah, that's a game changer, actually, yes. Oh, it's a complete game changer. And, yes, don't overpack. We all do it. I'm guilty of it. But one of the big things is that most of us are not used to working with our arms overhead. And a simple test for everyone out there is just stick both hands up in the air and see if you can do it for 40 seconds or more without feeling discomfort and that's without lifting something above your head so most of us are not used to doing it we're certainly not used to to working above our heads with a weight um flinging things above ourselves but also dragging these big bags and at the time, with a lot of shoulder stuff, it doesn't hurt at the time. I get to see people about three days later when they go, I just can't lift my arm and I do not know why. And that's generally because you created some sort of tendon issue. But don't forget, the, the width of the seats isn't that wide. You're squashed up. You don't necessarily want to touch the person next to you if you don't know them. And that positioning itself can give you a lot of trouble. Well, thanks for being on the program. Hopefully people take those uh, tips to heed and uh, they're fit and ready to, for, to go on those very big long-haul flights over to Europe or wherever else they're going. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And enjoy. Thanks, Mitchell. Thanks. Melanie McAuliffe with us there, a physiotherapist. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.